presented by Facebook. Good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghu Munavalan. It's Thursday, and this is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Here's the most important development that came from President Joe Biden's five hours of meetings with 23 legislators in the Oval Office on Wednesday, according to a senior White House official. Moderates agreed that they need to coalesce around an offer to the liberals. It might not sound like much, but given just how dug in both sides have been, the White House views the commitment from the Mansion Cinema Wing as a real breakthrough. In a trio of meetings, Biden first hosted Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. Then he brought in a group of centrist Democrats from both chambers of Congress. And finally, he gathered key progressives. They snacked on individually wrapped cookies with the presidential seal. The president was loquacious. According to one senator present, it's Biden. So you know Joe does a fair amount of talking. It was that second meeting with centrists that produced the most news. It started with the president pressing 11 moderates like Manchin and Cinema to give him a specific top-line number on the reconciliation bill. They all refused, and instead offered to nail down an agreed-upon list of revenue raisers first. Representative Stephanie Murphy came to the meeting with a 10-plus page spreadsheet of ways to fund the bill. Biden fished again for a top line. Manchin later quoted the president saying, Give me a number and tell me what you can live with and what you can't. But no luck. The refusal to come prepared with a specific number after months of discussions about the reconciliation bill did not sit well with Biden. A source briefed on the meeting had this to say, The president really wanted a top line and was clearly getting frustrated. He was very frustrated that they couldn't announce a number today. The president sent them on their way with what, from the White House's perspective, was the most important action item. Come up with a set of principles or framework for reconciliation that'll persuade progressives to back down from their threat to kill the BIF in the House on Monday. John Tester said after he left the White House, quote, The goal is to try to get a framework before the vote on the bipartisan infrastructure package. In the final meeting, which included Representatives Barbara Lee and Pramila Jayapal, as well as Senators Bernie Sanders and Ron Wyden, Biden faced a united front of progressives pleading with him to use his influence to delay the Monday vote. One person in the room told Playbook, It's weird if you're supposedly for a bill to insist on killing it. The iron law of legislating is that if you have the votes, you take the vote, and if you don't have the votes, you delay the vote. That was done on the BIF multiple times at the request of moderate negotiators. It's quite standard. It is not standard to insist on a vote when you know it'll fail. We're to call yourself a pragmatist and then kill the bill you say you want to pass by not giving negotiators more time. How did Biden respond to the request for a delay? According to Senator Wyden, the president told the progressives, quote, I hear you. I know a lot of you think that's an arbitrary date. Let me think about it, and I'll talk to Senator Schumer and the speaker. Several Democratic lawmakers told us that any request to moderates to delay the vote would have to come from the president, not Pelosi. All right, so looking ahead, how's this going to play out? In the near term, we see three possible scenarios based on our conversations with numerous people in the Biden meetings Wednesday. Scenario number one, centrists make a reconciliation counteroffer that's robust enough to convince progressives to vote for the infrastructure bill next week. Two, the offer from centrists comes up short, but Biden steps in and convinces centrists to agree to a vote to life until there's a reconciliation deal. Or three, the offer from centrists comes up short, the infrastructure vote goes forward, and progressives follow through on their promise to kill the bill. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 9.30 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will receive the president's daily brief. 
At noon, Biden will receive his weekly economic briefing. At 12.30, Biden and Harris will have lunch together in the private dining room. Press Secretary Jensaki will brief at noon. The House will meet at 10 a.m. The Senate is in today. One last thing before we get out of here. The killing of 20-year-old Army soldier Vanessa Guillen, who had told family she was being sexually harassed by several soldiers prior to her disappearance at Fort Hood last year, has galvanized calls to change how the military deals with sexual assault and harassment. Senators Kirsten Gillibrand and Joni Ernst, a veteran and a sexual assault survivor, have long pushed Congress to act on the issue. Join Playbook's Rachel Bay today at 1 p.m. for a woman-ruled virtual joint interview with Ernst and Gillibrand to discuss the state of their proposed legislation and what it will take to curb sexual assault and sexual harassment in the military. You can catch a link to that in the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Manoval and have a great Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Facebook stops more bad actors online than other tech companies. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com slash safety.